0: You're listening to Miss Erica Amanda Polk, and this is a left-handed podcast. Good sis! Are you for me, or are you against me? You're canceled. (laughs) Whack. facts. So, third time's a charm. We're on episode three out here with the Left Handed Podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and today we're going to be talking about some really juicy things I'm ready to get into. So, we'll talk about things that bothered me this week. Fun, right? And then we'll talk about how to go out for free. Like, how to do cool things around town for free. I'll specifically be talking about San Marcos... Austin and Houston, just because I'm familiar uh, with these places. Uh, We'll also talk about going places alone, the stigma behind that, and what people have told me about their experience and their fears about it, as well as my own. We'll talk about projection. Now, I've been having this conversation with my friends um, for a little bit, and you'll know what it means by the end of this podcast. We'll also talk about journaling, and we'll end with talking about end goals in regards to pursuing someone or just anything so first things first we'll talk about things that bothered me this week it wasn't much um but I definitely think there's a weird trend it's not a trend but it's like a weird thing that apartment complexes do when they introduce people to their building to their amenities etc etc and And the habit of telling brown skin people about their tanning beds. I would honestly just omit it because it's like a self-changing or self-modification thing that doesn't apply to us. It doesn't apply to a certain shade and darker. I've never ever heard of anyone brown skinned wanting to be tanned well at least anyone my shade and darker so it's really funny that every time I go on an apartment complex tour in this city that I'm introduced with so much excitement to their tanning bed amenities and I'm just like crickets (laughs) I'm just looking side to side like okay like the waka flaka um meme I'm just like okay Really odd. I feel like they should train people to know when to and when not to introduce that particular amenity. Just a little weird. So that's really it. Oh, also an art critique fiasco that happened in one of my um, digital studio courses. So to make a long story short, we were told to make a public service announcement by way of a meme or a GIF. so I get to class and a guy goes up but he ended up putting what I felt were unnecessary notes over a logo sticker logo that you see around um, campus and it ended up being a friend of mine's um, line like clothing line and I was just like what like they put signs over it like they didn't make any sense But they were just, it seemed very hater like. And people hating on people gets under my skin. I don't even get bothered by much. I've come to understand that you are in total control of your thoughts and how you look at something, how you perceive things, all that, all that. So I don't let much bother me or let much get me to a certain point. But it's something about stopping someone else's bag or hating on someone that's trying to do something positive that gets me annoyed and it brought me back to high school and how I used to just defend a whole bunch of people like maybe there was a mean teacher who was old and should have retired and like talked to students crazy like I'd be the one to say something um bullying whatever um so they were hating on my friend's um logo and how he decided to market his brand around campus Based off of confusion. They didn't know what it meant. During the questioning part of the critique, like, does anyone have any comments or whatever? I was like, I know whose brand it is. It's my friends. I don't understand the point of your PSA. Even after you explained it, it just seemed kind of hater-like. Yeah, all right. I'm finna get disrespectful. Because they also, I feel like, had a brand of their, had a clothing brand of their own. And so the professor was like, oh, well, let's look up his brand. We looked it up everyone loved it. They became new fans. Another guy in class comments, you know, yeah, I have seen those before, but it's kind of a mystery. I wonder what it means. And I'm just like, case in point, the um, logo being plastered all around campus created um, speculation. It did exactly what he wanted it to do. So there you go. And the other people are just like, "The, I mean, the guy who presented it was just in awe and there's only about 13 people in that class. So the odds of you know me knowing the person who did that were small, but it was two lessons. One lesson was watch who you talk about <laughs> and in front of who you talk about it too. And two, how much they um, can say like so many negative things about something that they don't know anything about out of ignorance. So uh, I shut that down real quick. And uh, it was it was it was the end of that Um, as soon as they saw his work. So uh, that was my good deed of the week. Uh, Enough about things that bothered me this week. Let's go on to how to have fun for free. So we do a lot of free things. Houston is a type of place where you have to make your own fun, in my opinion, just because I was born and raised and we grow up like going on field trips to the most popular places so you're like eh, you're over that there's really no beaches around so it's not like we can go have a beach day I mean we have Galveston but let's not let's not let's not let's not be negative let's not get into that okay so what I found is fun we go on a lot of picnic dates get you a big old blanket just sit out it's beautiful out there you could also walk around Rice University they have beautiful ivy on the walls I love, love, love that area. I'm looking at the houses in a uh, Third Ward next to um, U of H main campus. Another um, great thing to do is all the museums are free on Thursdays. The Museum of Fine Arts has awesome exhibitions every few months. Their summer ones are always spectacular. They also have that James Terrell lighting installation in the tunnels at um, the Museum of Fine Arts, which are really awesome. James Terrell has another awesome lighting installation at uh, Rice University, it's in the middle of there, and it's a sunset one. That one's pretty. They have colored lights when the sun, when the sun sets, as well as instrumentation, like an orchestra, I believe, that um, plays, but like over recording, to go along with the sunset, and it's really pretty. Yeah, the uh, zoo's also always cool. I mean, I'm sure the animals get lonely there, so go and say hi to them. What else? They have Centennial Gardens right next to the Houston uh, Museum of Natural Science. It's that big hill. Looks like an Aztec or Mayan-looking thingamajig. You can go up that. They um, also overlook some water, like that little waterway thingy, which is pretty cool. They have gardens that bloom. In the spring over there at Centennial, you could go look at the Project Row Houses. That's also right next to, I believe, um, the Rothko Chapel, which has been turned into an art gallery. People have art installations there. What else is there to do in Houston? I always love to go to um, just the new food places. I also really like walking um, downtown and catching the... The new uh, Metro, the Metro Rail, that's pretty cool. And, oh, the Heights. So that's off of I-10. The Heights is a beloved place in Houston. It's an older part of um, Houston, and they have awesome thrifting. One of my favorite thrift stores. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it already in this podcast, and we're only on episode three. But it's called Retropolis. Just look them up on Instagram. It's a really cool thrift store, and they have adjacent uh, thrift stores next to it. Also, one of my favorite stores, um, two doors down from Retropolis, is called Man Ready Mercantile. And it's like a men's store, but everything in there smells so good. And they they have, like, leather goods. It's just a really earthy, earthen place. And um, every time I go, they have a photographer in there. And we take we either take really good pics or I happen to be with a photographer friend of mine that has a camera or there's a photographer there that takes pictures of my friends and I. So it's really cool over there. They have awesome food and you can antique over there. The old ladies in the antique stores are pretty awesome. What else? Those are my those are my top places to go in Houston. The Heights, downtown or like the museum district. What about San Marcos? I really like Purgatory Creek because it's an expansive outdoor area. And I enjoy long distance running. So, I mean, I could take a jog there and not see the same thing twice within like 30 minutes. They also have um, really good scenery. Like if you go on top of that huge, huge hill where the rocks are, you can see a lot of San Marcos and the highway. You can see just really, really far. I'm still new here, so I also like, um, wow, I also like going to the square, like in the daytime, they have um, thrift stores there as well. In Austin, I enjoy the outdoorsy parts. They have Lady Bird Lake, which is pretty awesome. They have different pop-up shops, like pop-up photo um, ops there, so that's pretty cool. And they always have some crazy, like, food function going on. There's lots of cool places to eat in Austin, which I really like. It's also a lot of hills. You can bike. You can scooter. I'm running errands on the scooters. They go to the club off the scooters. Everyone's on a scooter there. And last but not least, you can canoe or, like, do water activities. So I think that's pretty cool. Now everything that I named is not free, but it almost is, if not free. And if all else fails, a concert, a free show, or something to someone that you've never heard about, I feel like y'all will enjoy it too if you just are spontaneous and don't have too many things planned out, but just go with the flow whenever you're in or around these places that I just mentioned. And a third topic, we're gonna move, we're gonna go ahead and move on going places alone. So I've gone places alone just because I don't think that you should wait on people. And I don't want to get older and realize this. Like I'm thankful that I realized this early by observing other people, that it's okay to be like alone going places if that's where you want to go and no one else can go with you or no one else wants to go with you. Like just go by yourself. Have you a good old time. Be responsible for your own happiness and yourself. And just enjoy what you were meant to enjoy. Irregardless of whether you're alone or not. Now I say that for concerts. I say that for new restaurants. I say that for trips what traveling what especially out of the country a lot of people may travel with you within the united states but they may be a little bit more hesitant to travel with you outside of the country as long as you do extensive research look at youtube videos and vlogs of people who've been there alone and some more research on top of that and writing down emergency contacts and knowing the emergency outlets of your destination, you should be fine. I'm also a survivor. Like, I have just survival instincts. Like, um, yeah, I went to a Burna Boy concert exactly a year ago. I just knew that nobody that I knew wanted to go with me. Or I don't think anyone was even available. I didn't even tell anyone that I was going to go to this concert. I think that... I just needed to I needed a break and I needed to get away and I wanted to go to go see Burner Boy because I love him and I ended up going alone because it's like an African artist I knew I would see someone I, I knew and I ended up seeing a few people that I knew so that was cool and I just hung out with them but they were surprised that I went by myself which was really interesting to me and um some of them made comments like I could never like Go to a concert alone, or da, 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 da. and I don't think it even came from a safety perspective, which I'm learning now, like safety first, as far as going places alone. They said it more of a I don't know. They didn't want people to look at them like they were weird for being alone in places. Well, I used to think like that too, and what made me change my mind or look at it from a different perspective was when I used to serve in high school at Papado, There were so many people and they were all just, they were all adults, like older adults that would come in by themselves, literally like read a book or play games on their phone and just get some gumbo or get a salad or get a plate by themselves and be fine and content. And they always had the longest conversations with me. They would always talk to me. Like they were always willing to talk. They were super like cool and just... They had the essence of like someone that was just content with life and that had seen a lot and done a lot and looks like nothing was holding them back. They just look free like they didn't care that they were there alone. And I wanted to I wanted to be all of that and then some. So I decided that I wasn't going to wait for anyone to do what i want to do and so i've gone to concerts alone well at least burna boy went to burna boy alone oh i also went went to a neon indian concert nope i wasn't alone let me stop lying yeah i think i went to the burna boy concert i've traveled alone i've gone to um atlanta but i mean i have family there so i guess i wasn't alone when i met up with my with my um fam and uh i I'd do it again because honestly, I'm going to have fun regardless and I don't want to babysit anyone's emotions or babysit anyone or have to beg someone to come, you know, because I want you to do it. I want you to do it because you want to point blank, period. And that's that on that. Honestly, just be confident. Go where your heart leads you. So I'm going to move on to the next topic, which is projecting insecurities on others. So what it means in my head to project insecurities on others, or to project, someone says, oh, so-and-so, he's just projecting. What I know it as is someone putting their insecurities on you, reflecting their insecurities on you. Now, I was taught this word by my dear... My um, former coworkers back in Houston, when I worked at this restaurant, I'd go to them for advice, and I'd hear like, "Oh, they're just so and so is just projecting. They're projecting like da 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 da." And then someone recently mentioned it to me, and to project just means exactly what I said earlier. And the problem with projecting is it's detrimental to whoever you're doing it to. And it's just lowering your self-confidence even lower than it is to be doing that in the first place. People that project usually have low self-confidence is what I've seen. Because they can't reach their goals, they don't think that anyone around them can reach their goals. And when you do reach their goals, they're not clapping for you. They're surprised. Okay, believe that. They're surprised that you did it because they didn't think that they could do it which means that they didn't think that you could do it. So what you do with those type of people, you run for the hills. Run for the hills to anyone that projects. People that project also try to distort your view on them. They may be one way, but they project. And they say that they're this, that, the third, but they don't show it in actions. They project onto you who they want to be, but who they really aren't. And if you're smart enough, not even if not even if you're smart enough but yeah if you're smart enough you'll realize that you need to look for action and not just word okay don't let them tickle your ear okay my ears have been tickled a few times they they i mean they've been tickled a few times they they've been tickled but not anymore okay not anymore so there's two sides of the projection spe- spectrum <laughs> That's that's that on that, okay? One prime example is Noxima or whatever her name is, Nadrika, I don't know, from um that show with DJ Academics. That girl, when she said, Why do you have so many businesses? To Soldier Boy? What? 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 That was semi-projecting. Just cause she didn't think in her head that she could run multiple businesses. She did not have to ask that king why he had so many businesses, okay? Because she wouldn't have asked Bob and Charlie that same question. No. Why do you have so many businesses? Don't stop a bag. That's also hateration. Don't stop a bag. And don't question people's goals. Root for them. Support them. Burry, uh. And that just, I feel like all of this comes with broadening your perspective, getting friends who aren't all your age, you know, talking to older people, they have the best stories, and just widening out in your, just in your life, okay? And we'll move on to the next topic. So I really want to talk about journaling. So my last entry, I just looked at my two journals. Um, One was from March of last year, and the other one was from literally April 22nd to the day, to this day. That was my last journal entry. And, oh my God, I have come so far in these 365 and a quarter days. Y'all, so I used to, um, when I did journal, it'd be a mix of prose, poetry, thoughts, somewhere in between all those and just it's to to journal just means that you have somewhere to store feelings it lifts the weight off i learned to journal when i was in 7th grade um health class one of my dear teachers who i still talk to to this day she's awesome she taught us to journal we'd have to journal every day in health class about our feelings and, blah, blah, blah. and then i picked it up a few years later What makes journaling so awesome is you go back and you look at what you wrote a year ago and you're like, bruh, you're like, wow, maybe you were writing about someone. Maybe you were writing about a certain situation. Um, Who knows? And you just look back and you're like, what was wrong with me? Or what was I going through? Or (laughs) I laugh because it's just like, "Woo." You know, it's really interesting to look back on your thoughts and how you were and what space your head your head was in um, when you look back at your old journal entries. So it just tracks, you know, how you're how you're growing and how you're developing. And I think it's a healthy method of um releasing tension, anxiety, and just a whole bunch of things. I'm not saying journal every day because even when I did journal regularly, it wasn't every day. I journaled after special events sad events I journaled after, long phone calls, long prayers, long text messaging threads, long days at work, Um, if I went to like a wedding, how I felt, like just anything, school, all that and the third, and just, you know, see where you are, see where your head's in a few months from now, and it's just interesting to see how you've how you've um, progressed. So the next topic, final topic, are end goals. So before I do anything, I ask myself, what's the end goal in this? What am I trying to get out of this? What do I intend to do with this? Okay, do everything with intention, like Solange said, everything with intention, nothing without intention, honey. What that means is I'm not... I don't, I don't plan and articulate like every single thing that I'm doing. I feel like life ebbs and flows as it should. Certain things though, certain things take up time. Certain things are investments. Time's an investment in something. I'm going to look at it like, what's this going to cost me in time an emotion? What's the end goal? What am I trying to get out of this? What am I trying to do with this? What is this going to help me do? What is this? How is this going to help me help others? Like, what's it like, what's it about? So I feel like you should be intentional and ask yourself these questions before you like, get into someone get into like any shenanigans, get into anything. And it'll just, you know, all work out for the better. I found I can, I can just stay focused. Especially when it comes to goals, or when it comes to something that's short term that I'm trying to make long term, or something that's short term that'll in turn help me get the long term thing that I want, you know? So um, just set yourself up for success and and really ask yourself what you're doing something for, whether it's school, work, or whatever, and uh, learn how to spend your time preciously. And again, yeah, just do everything with intention. And that's what we're all about this summer 2019, okay? Let it be the best summer of your life. Turn the six upside down. It's a nine now. Okay, summer tings. Y'all, I can't. J- I need to stop fantasizing about um, being laid up next to some water. I need to really chill. I'm almost there, though. We got about three weeks left of school. And uh, we're going to end the Left Handed Podcast on that note. If y'all have any topics that y'all want me to talk about, tweet me on the Twitters at Erica is bomb, or DM me on the Instagrams and I'll holla back at you because I want to talk about what y'all want to talk about and I'll see y'all later. Bye, You're canceled. <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs>